You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. It is official. There's a lot of reasons why the Jets are attractive. A team like the Jets, who you know have always been the Jets. That's not the same old Jets. You know, this is a good football team. I still have that fire, and I want to play, and you work. Rodgers steps and fires. A thing of beauty. Welcome to NFL Live on this Wednesday. I am Dan Graziano here with my friend Dan Orlovsky. We have Adam Schefter. We have Ryan Clark. We're going to have Mel Kuyper later on. We have a lot to get to, but we start with Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know if you remember a couple months ago, Dan, when Rodgers was on McAfee's show and he had a little bit of a complaint about uh, <laughs> a, a report. Yes, yeah, I know it's shocking. About a report that he had a wish list of players he'd like to play with on the Jets. If you don't remember, here's how it sounded. From what I've seen, it's like I had a sheet of paper when I met with the Jets and I said, uh, sign these people. And that's not the reality. That's okay. so ridiculous. Now, did they ask me about certain guys that I played with over the years? Of course. Did I talk glowingly about teammates that I love? Yeah. You know, it, the, people want these things to be so true. Yeah. Do I love those guys on the list? Of course. Hey, Adam, what can you tell us about Aaron's wish list and what happened today? <laughs> Well, there's another former Packer who's going to sign a one-year deal with the New York Jets, and that's the man that he walked off the field with in his last game as Green Bay Packer, Randall Cobb. The wide receiver who's caught the second most passes from him aside from Devontae Adams. And if we go and look at it right now, Dan, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I believe the Jets have added the former Packers quarterback, Tim Boyle, mm -hmm. the former Packer wide receiver, Alan Lazard, the former Packers offensive tackle, Billy Turner, and now the former wide receiver, Randall Cobb. That would be, by my count, four former Green Bay Packers with more still out there, and we'll see whether or not any others follow Aaron Rodgers to New York. But yes, those discussions took place. Yes, some names came up. Yes, the Jets have moved on all of them with Randall Cobb becoming the latest to join the fold following Aaron Rodgers to New York. And this is somebody he's been extraordinarily close with over the years, and I'm sure makes him feel that much more comfortable in New York. One more name there, offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, former uh, Packers offensive coordinator, yeah. now the Jets offensive coordinator. Look, we're talking about Randall Cobb. He hasn't put up big numbers in recent years, but he still has a strong connection with Rodgers. Over the last two seasons, Rodgers has posted a QBR above 90 and a completion percentage over 70 when targeting Cobb. That is Rodgers' second highest QBR targeting a single player over that span behind only Devontae Adams. So, Dan Orlovsky, what do you think of this move? Well, first of all, I requested that you guys all work NFL Live with me today mm -hmm. on a piece of paper as and well. And they give you also, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I, I was drafted the same year as Aaron into the same division, so maybe I can go work for the Jets this year as well. <laughs> I think this move matters because you can't have enough firepower to help you score in the AFC. 
And I think this is like a sixth man come off the bench role that the in the NBA that we see sometimes. This is going to be about Randall Cobb on third downs. This is going to be about Randall Cobb in situational football. And if they can get Randall Cobb to be like a fourth or fifth option, not for 20 games this year, but for eight games, maybe throughout the season and as they go into their playoff run and hopefully for them in the playoffs, that'll matter. We know that there is that connection between the two. And the last thing I'd say about it is this. Comfort with the reality in a locker room. This guy is 39 going on 40 years old, going to a locker room that everyone is 10 to 15 years younger than him. For those guys to have the ability to go up to a person like Randall Cobb and be like, hey, I wanted to talk to Rodgers about this. Like, what do you think is the yeah. best way for me to do that? Yeah. That matters to a guy that spent all of his career in Appleton, Wisconsin. So I'm not saying it's the game changer, but I do think it's a meaningful move. RC does it. <laughs> First off, you know what, though? I, I like the way, like, Aaron Rodgers does a good job of, like, lying in a way that doesn't make him a liar, right? Because if you <laughs> like point out like the, the, the finer points of something that make your version of the truth the truth, you win, right? He's like, you're acting like I wrote down on a list on a piece of paper, and it wasn't like a piece of paper. He texted it. You're acting like I said you have to go sign these guys. He's like, well, but we had a conversation. And that's the great, that's the best way to lie. You just lie by just averting the <laughs> eyes to something else. But the other thing is this, you know, in thinking about this move, it also may have a lot to do with Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, who was in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, who was there with Alan Lazard. He was also there with Randall Cobb. He's bringing over some people that could speak his language. What I don't like about it is this. It seems that everything now is revolving around Aaron Rodgers being separate or apart from the New York Jets. They're now building the Green Bay Packers of New York, and that's not what it should be. When Tom Brady bought in Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown, he brought in players that could effectively help them win football games. Mm. If you believe Randall Cobb can do that, then I believe this is a good pickup. If you're just doing it to placate to Aaron Rodgers, I don't think that's the message that needs to be sent throughout the New York Jets locker room. Well, one way or another, they're doing everything they can to make Rodgers feel uh, at home, and it looks like it's working. He's out at practice during the voluntary portion of the offseason. He's hanging well, with Dan. teammates at Knicks games and Rangers games in Madison Square Garden, and he's Gross. making an impression on they those pick team. RC? Oh, they picked a defensive player first, too. I'm trying to hear from they, 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 they keep doing it. I'm trying to hear, it feels like I'm Green Bay. I'm trying to hear from some Jets teammates, if that's okay with you, RC. I ain't gonna lie to you, I was kind of starstruck at first because it's like we warm up right next to each other. So it was just like, I was like, hold on, coach, let me just take a little minute, take this in, watch a few throws a little bit, and send them in the green. So uh, just took that in a little bit. It's like, all right, now let's get to work. I'd be lying if, if I said that we had someone of Aaron Rodgers' pedigree and, and the expectation, you know, doesn't go up a little bit, you know, and that's how it is in this industry, you know. So um, we're excited to, to have him, and we know what comes with it. We know that all of a sudden, you know, eyes are on us and that we got to back it up every time we take the field, you know, practice or game. And, and uh, we're excited to, to prove that every week. Orlovsky, much was made last year of Rodgers not participating in the voluntary portion of the Packers offseason. So what do you make of how involved he's been so far in New York? Yeah, I'm not shocked that he's willing and wanting to spend a little bit more time in New York City in comparison to, again, Appleton, Wisconsin. That's not an offense to Appleton, Wisconsin. It's just different cities. I was texting with a coach, uh, a buddy of mine who's a coach there, and some of the words that he used 
to describe what it's been like since they got Rodgers, where he looks refreshed, he looks rejuvenated, he looks energetic, and he looks genuinely happy. And then the last thing he said, which kind of made me feel really good about the situation, was he looks ticked off. It, it, it looks like this guy has a finite focus. So you're watching a player that, and this is one of those situations like it's good change. He was yeah. in Green Bay for a long time. He's got a little bit of a new life. So uh, certainly a player that looks to be rejuvenated, excited, happy, focused on this new opportunity. And that's only going to be a good thing for both his play and the football teams. When you've executed at a high level for your entire career the way that Aaron Rodgers has, it's sometimes good to challenge yourself. You look at John Jones, who moved up from being the light heavyweight GOAT to go for the heavyweight championship, and he submits Surreal Gone within two minutes. He wanted that extra challenge. Now going to the Jets, a team that hasn't won a Super Bowl in so long, a team that was led by Joe Namath and has been looking for that next quarterback, you get an opportunity to do that. I love the fact that he's bought into being at the practices, that he can tell me about Garrett Wilson, not because he's seen him on TV or he's watched film, because those two have already connected on the football field. And to hear Garrett Wilson, who is going to be a star in this league, already the offensive rookie of the year, be mature enough to understand that the level of expectation rises when you add someone like Aaron Rodgers, and then for Aaron Rodgers to also be locked in in understanding that, I believe that bodes so well for the New York Jets. And I'm going to go ahead on and agree with Dan Orlowski on one thing. Oh, I bet it's so hard to have to go to NHL playoff games. <laughs> oh, my God. I, gotta go I to have to seven? sit courtside at Nick's Heat. Oh, this is so difficult. <laughs> Please don't uh. make me do any more of this New York superstardom stuff. Yeah. Give me a break. He loves being in New York, but the true focus is what he's doing inside that building and on the fields in New York. It has been a while since they had an NBA playoff game in Green Bay. I, I would have to look that up when that was. Adam, what can you like, He's been at all these practices. It's voluntary this time of year. What can you tell us about his plans for the rest of the summer here? Well, he's not going to take part in every OTA, but he's going to be there for a good part of it. And you heard the words that Dan said from a member of the Jets organization, refocus, re-energize, all those things. And if we just go back and look at the effect that moving had on quarterbacks who had spent a long time in one place, usually it rejuvenated them. We saw it with Matthew Stafford in L.A. We saw it with Tom Brady in Tampa. It's almost become the way of the world here where veterans who have been in one place for the entirety of their careers go someplace else and there's a spark. Everything is mm. new to him. All these Nick games that RC's talking about, the Ranger games, he is the bell of the bull. Everybody loves seeing him. Patrick Ewing went over to him at the Nick game. All the Spike Lee did, the celebrities. He's the man right now, and <laughs> how can you not enjoy that? Yeah. He's enjoying it. And that plays to Aaron a little bit, right? We all know bit. that. Not only quarterbacks in general. Uh, go get the spicy rigatoni at Carbone. Go get a, a burger from the Polo Club. <laughs> I do, like, all jokes aside, relationships matter. And I'll go back to his age. He's, he is making the conscious effort to build those relationships with players that are not only new, but incredibly younger in comparison to him. Mm. Right now is when you kind of make the deposits for things that you will pull out during the season, and you can't do that unless you build those relationships with the other players. What they're trying to pull off there is, is something significant. The Jets haven't made the playoffs since 2010. That's the longest active playoff drought 
not just in the NFL, but NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, too. Hey, we're mm. getting started on NFL Live. The Titans added another quarterback to their roster. Now they got three quarterbacks on the depth chart. What does it all mean for Ryan Tannehill and his future in Tennessee? We'll talk about that. Plus, the Eagles are riding high after a great draft. But Dan O says there's potentially a big issue on offense that we would be foolish to ignore. NFL Live is brought to you by Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in theaters Friday. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We're competing against each other. We're uh, you know, watching the same tape. We're, we're doing the same drills. Uh, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but um, you know, if he learns, learns from me along the way, then, um, then that's a great thing. That, as you saw, was Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill exactly one year ago today after Tennessee drafted quarterback Malik Willis in the third round. Well, this year the Titans followed it up by drafting another quarterback, Will Levis, early in the second round. Tannehill spoke to the media today about the addition of Levis. Here's what it sounded like. Hopefully he adds to the room. Obviously a talented guy um, coming off a great college career. So, um, you know, we'll see when I get to meet him here in a few weeks. Yeah, we've, we've been down this road uh, before, so it's definitely uh, a little bit of deja vu. Um, but like I said, um, Mike and Rand make those decisions. My job is to go out and, and try to win football games. Titans and Tannehill coming off a rough year. Last year, Tannehill posted his lowest marks in QBR, completion percentage, and first down rate since he joined the Titans in 2019. Finished the year ranked 24th in QBR, and he is entering the final year of his contract. And they just took a guy with the second pick of the second round uh, who plays his position. Dan, how do you expect all this to play out? Well, first of all, the Titans organization failed Tannehill. We could be honest about that. I mean, we're talking trading away A.J. Brown. Their left tackle, Terry Lewan, gets hurt. There's no backup. Isaiah Wilson, their first-round draft pick at offensive line, that's a whiff. So there was a lot of whiffs 
by the previous front office that failed him. It's not his job, but it's his role. It's part of the role, and I think his character is good enough where he's going to do everything he can to play as well as he can individually while also helping another player in his position or and or at his position. But the writing is on the wall. Will Levis yeah. is going to play this year. And if you look at this football team specifically offensively, it's obvious that they want to go young. They're, they're, they're starting wide receivers. First and second wide receiver are in their first or second year. They're starting two tight ends or in their first or second year. Both starting tackles are going to be on their first or second year, and they just took a tailback in the third round out of Tulane. The writing's on the wall. Ryan Tannehill's time in Tennessee is up. Now it's his job to play as well as he can for the 31 other teams. Will Levis is going to play this season. Yeah, you know, Will Levis will play this season, but what he needs to do when he gets into this building is work to solidify being the backup to Ryan Tannehill. You mentioned it when we were speaking about where Ryan Tannehill was last year, that he had Malik Willis that was drafted out of Liberty in the third round. Now you get Will Levis. Will Levis, more talented, a guy who was more highly touted coming out of Kentucky, even though he fell to the second round. So he needs to come in and make sure they know that he's QB2 behind Ryan Tannehill. Sure. So if there's an injury, if there's a slip and play, that he's the guy that steps right up. And the writing is on the wall. This team is going younger. This team has an entirely new general manager they're working toward the future. They not only failed Ryan Tannehill, they failed Mike Vrabel, and they failed the entire Tennessee Titans organization in the last regime. Right. This is a new start. You know who your head coach is. It's now time to find your quarterback and start preparing to win in the future. It had been going so well for Tannehill in Tennessee sure. prior to last year. He ranked in the top 10 in QBR in each of his previous three seasons with the Titans. But as you mentioned, you know, yeah. looks like things it's are headed time. in a different direction. Unlike the Titans, the Philadelphia Eagles have no quarterback questions. Jalen Hurts led them to the Super Bowl this past year. And so far this offseason, the Eagles seem to have gotten even better. During the draft, they swung a trade with Detroit to add DeAndre Swift to their running back room. And Swift got to meet the Philly media today. I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy. I'm grateful uh, for the opportunity to be a part of a great organization with tremendous history, a team that's connected. I can just by being in the building these couple of days that together uh, love each other. So I'm excited to build a relationship with the guys in the locker room and just be a, a part, a piece to the puzzle. I'm so focused on just coming in here and just working um, every single day, just earning my keep. Whatever role they see fit for me, all for the way that I come in and work every day will be something that I earn. Mm. Eagles were dominant on the ground last year en route to their NFC title. They ranked second in run block win rate and third in rushing yards before contact. This offseason, they've added two running backs who know how to find room to run. Swift and Rashad Penny ranked top 10 in yards per rush among running backs last season, uh, among backs with at least 50 carries, that is. The key for both players has been staying healthy, uh, obviously, so now they got both of them, so I guess they're hedging their bets. Uh, Adam, how are the Eagles so uh, able to, to revamp their running back room so quickly? Well, Dan, I don't think they went into free agency or the draft thinking that they were going to target Rashad Penny or DeAndre Swift. But the way events played out made it such that in the end, the Eagles lost Miles Sanders to the Carolina Panthers when they gave him $13 million in guaranteed money. And together this season, the Eagles are paying DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny a combined close to $3 million. Yeah. So for those two backs, they're essentially paying more than $10 million guaranteed less than they would have had to pay Miles Sanders. And if they can get one or both of those backs, Henny and Swift, to stay healthy, 
then they've hit a home run there right now because both are enormously gifted, both are enormously talented, and they're looking for ways to supplement that offense on an offense that's loaded with playmakers. And DeAndre Swift is in the last year of his deal, too, so he's playing for a contract in front of his hometown fans. So it should be a great fit for DeAndre Swift and the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, it goes back to the question if both backs can stay healthy. Yeah, and that's the that's the big thing. If both backs can stay healthy, we also had to remember what Miles Sanders was for the Philadelphia Eagles. This was a guy that if he got a crease, he could give you the big run because he was explosive once he got into the open field. But he was also a dude that had some physicality. And so now you do need a Rashard Penny and a DeAndre Swift to kind of supplement mm. those things because when we saw DeAndre in Detroit, he was also paired with Jamal Williams, who was more the power back. DeAndre would get you five yards a touch when he rushed the football over 40 catches. And Rashard Penny, who's a former first-round draft pick by the Seattle Seahawks, is a dude who we've seen be explosive but not always be available. And so the Philadelphia Eagles are trying to find ways to piece together this roster now that their quarterback is one of the highest-paid football players in the entire history of the NFL. These are two great pieces, and if you get these guys healthy, you have really hit it big. And it seems like Howie Roseman just can't miss right now. Real quick, I yeah. do want to make a quick point on the backs that I do think matters in relation to Jalen Hurts. We got to remember Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders spent two years together, and this is an offense that is very zone read dominant. So that mesh, when I, I'm a quarterback and I put that ball into belly of the back and he's got to feel if I'm giving it or pulling it, that's going to take some time with players like Penny and Swift. So as much as we talk about like quarterback timing with their receivers, yeah. in this offense – that's going to take some time for them to build that communication that often is about feel and nonverbal. You know, speaking of how the offense operates, one of the big changes in Philly is their coordinators got head coach jobs. So they have totally. a new offensive coordinator. Do totally. you expect much to yep. change? Uh, not change, but we, th- this, you still don't know. I think there's yeah. two things that are question marks in the offense. They got to replace the guard in Isaac Ciamalo, and that's going to be one of two players. Like Cam Jurgens, their second-round pick out of Nebraska last year, or Tyler Steen out of Alabama this year, who I believe is a third-rounder. That's a big loss to an offensive line that mm-hmm. was dominant. But in relation to Brian Johnson, their offensive corner, we can't speak out of both sides of our mouth. We can't sit here and go like, man, we love the Anthony Richardson picking in Indianapolis because he's married with Shane Steichen and then pretend like there's not going to be a potential drop-off in Philadelphia since that coach, that coach is no longer there. I think it's easy. Not easy. I think a lot of people can be great coaches. I think a lot of people can call plays in the NFL between the 20-yard line and the 20-yard line. Who are you when your offense is, is stale? Who are you when your offensive line is getting their butt kicked? Who are you when you're hot? What do you lean on in your most tough moments as a play caller? I think that's what Brian Johnson's going to have to figure out, and that's what will really determine if this is that bona fide Super Bowl contender. Dan, let me say this, though. There were any number of teams that all wanted Brian Johnson as their offensive coordinator, and the Eagles did enough to keep him. And mark my words, Brian Johnson's going to be a head coach in this league. I agree. And next year he takes his turn as the Eagles offensive coordinator, and he's going to impress a lot of people. Certainly a big opportunity for Brian Johnson to show uh, what he can do. And if he can keep it going, then, yeah, obviously big things to come for him. Still to come on NFL Live, this year's wide receiver draft class had a lot of talent in it, headlined by first-round picks Jackson Smith and Jigba and Zay Flowers. When we come back, RC is going to break down what makes those two so dynamic. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Coming to your TV this month, it is the NFL Schedule Release Show. Our crew will take you through each team's schedule and break down the biggest matchups, the annual two-hour special. Who are Aaron Rodgers and the Jets going to be playing? How about the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs? We'll have it all for you, plus NFL Network will have coverage of their own. Time now to take a look at some of the top storylines around the league with Adam Schefter. Adam, tell us what we need to know, starting with a reunion in New York today. Well, Randall Cobb is going to sign a one-year deal with the New York Jets, Dan, and it reunites Randall Cobb with Aaron Rodgers. They already have Nathaniel Hackett there. They already have quarterback Tim Ball, the wide receiver, Alan Lazard. They just keep piling up the former Packers there in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers as he gets more and more comfortable. Meanwhile, the New York Giants continue to discuss a new contract with Saquon Barkley, their general manager. Joe Shane said that they would get back to it this week. They would revive contract talks after they had been broken off. Obviously, no deal has materialized so far. The Giants would like to keep Saquon Barkley, but the two sides have not gotten close to a new deal. And earlier this week, the Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins showed up to the team's training facility after he wasn't dealt this offseason or during the draft. And so he is now at the voluntary workouts. He's got two years and $34.4 million left on his contract. And really, maybe the best chance of being paid is in Arizona. And we should also note one other note that just came in, Dan. The former Raiders free agent cornerback Rocky Sin just reached agreement on a one-year deal with the Baltimore Ooh. Ravens, giving Baltimore another player in its secondary, a cornerback, a free agent addition. And so Rocky Sin winds up in Baltimore, where he underwent a physical today with the Ravens and is expected to reach agreement on that one-year deal to make him the newest Raven. So Ravens adding to the secondary. And, and since you mentioned the Ravens, Adam, that leads me right into our next bit, which is Wideout Wednesday here on NFL Live. It's where we break down some of the wide receivers <laughs> that were taken in this year's draft. We want to start with the Ravens, who selected Zay Flowers with the 22nd pick in this year's first round. RC, what do you like about Zay's game? Well, 
Zay Flowers is, is a route runner. He's a guy that understands how to step on your toes and just manipulate defenses. Here, you're going to see him work. He's going to get jammed up front, but he knows he's working on the safety in the back end. Watch him avoid the jam. Get on the safety. You're going to step on the safety's toes. Watch him force the speed turn. And once you force a speed turn like this, it's a race to the pylon. Boston College's quarterback puts the ball right where it needs to be. It's a touchdown. Now stare at him, Zay Flowers. Let him know what you did. Here is understanding the zone. You're going to get what looks like it's going to be triple seam that ends up being a dagger. Watch his understanding of spatial awareness as everything clears out with the middle runner taking the deep. He's going to find that hole in the zone, catch the football, and it's the acceleration after the catch. The yards after the catch is exactly what the Baltimore Ravens are looking for. Now watch him press and work this combo coverage. We have an in and out coverage here. He understands he gets outside leverage by the slot corner. He's going to press it to the outside, make it look like a zone, a, a slot fade, then get right back inside. Then the move as soon as he catches the football and the finish. The Baltimore Ravens needed playmakers, and that's exactly what they got for both Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson. Dano, what do you think about the fit for Zay Flowers in Baltimore? I, I love it, uh, and I think RC would agree with me. Lamar has never had a wide receiver this complete. And some of the notes, RC, when I was watching the tape that you were just doing, first of all, you talk about the speed, right? And, and the additions that this offense now has, the speed that Zay Flower brings when he talks about getting on the safety's toes. Then what do you do with the ball when it gets into your hands? You saw on that in cut, the in and out of different routes and or stems. That's that last clip that RC showed. So that's when we talk about these complete receivers. I don't think Lamar has ever had a guy that is this complete. And if you think about this offense now, imagine Todd Monken, their offensive coordinator, RC, going, hey, Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers, you guys go on one side of the formation. You're not one-on-one -on -one in those guys. With OBJ on the other side, you're probably not going to one-on-one -on -one him. So now we're going to see, or Lamar in this offense, RC, is going to see all these shell defenses. What's that's going to open up? Lamar is a runner yep. in this run game, right? So I, I agree with the, the tape was beautiful. It highlights all the things that he has that he's going to bring to this offense. You know what? You mentioned Lamar's never had a guy like this. The Ravens are the only franchise in the NFL that has never had a Pro Bowl wide receiver. So maybe that's crazy. That? You know, even with Antoine, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the fact that Ryan Clark used to play in the Steelers secondary. But anyway, uh, we'll get to that. Has zero to do with it. <laughs> Let's keep it moving on wideout Wednesday. The first wideout taken was Jackson Smith and Jigba, who is the number 20 overall pick by the Seattle Seahawks. RC, what do you see on tape with Jackson? Listen, he, I call him the slot surgeon. He's a guy that's going to work inside and be a perfect complement to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Here you're going to see him weave his way through the traffic on this crosser in the end zone. At one point, there's going to be a triangle on Jackson Smith and Jiggle. He finds a way to get right past the guy, kind of oozes by him like slime. Easy, wide-open pass in the end zone for C.J. Stroud. Now, here is what I love. We talk so much about those split safety defenses. You're going to see the cover, too, but they don't have a middle runner. He's going to find a way to get the scene right in the hole and watch him accelerate after this catch, make a move, and get down the sideline. I also love this right here. Watch the setup coming off the football slow, getting into the option route, which is going to give a guy like Geno Smith open and easy passes. He presses, the, he presses the leverage, catches the football, gets back upfield again. I'm going to say two names right now for Dan that, he, that people aren't going to think is sexy, but Dan will understand how important these people are. 
This is Jarvis Landry and Doug Baldwin Doug for the Baldwin, Seattle that's Seahawks. Yeah. That's the type of player I see Jackson Smith and Jigba becoming. I love the Doug Baldwin comp. I w I've kind of said, RC, he reminds me of like melted caramel, like the smoothness of his route running <laughs> that poured out of a jar. Um, when you talk, you constantly talked about like the, the slot surge in the field. I always say this, great route runners and specifically great inside the, the field route runners have a great feel for color. And what I mean by that is RC knows it's like the color of a defense, like where guys are, yeah. where they're going, the speed in which they're coming from. That's what JSN brings. And now when I think about Seattle's offense, it's like who does he build the best rapport with when it comes to some of those route combinations? Is it DK, that bigger bodied receiver who's the physical presence? Is it a Tyler Lockett who like is pretty similar to him? Is it one of their tight ends? So I love his addition. Yeah. I, I would have loved his addition to any team. But RC, I just think like the feel for color is kind of what his superpower is when it comes to that route running. I'm stuck on you saying caramel and RC saying slime. I liked yours better, but I, 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 it's, I it's, 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 it's oozy. It's oozy. Does Dan Orlovsky eat caramel? That's that's what the viewers really want to know. Uh, like no. If it's in a candy, because I love Twix. All right. Well, there you go. So it depends on what yeah. else is there. We do not have any sponsorship deal uh, with Twix that I know of. Hey, in Come 2021, on. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jigba led all Power Five receivers in yards after the catch and from the slot. Hey, the back. We're going to talk about other receivers. The Vikings' offense is often bailed out by Justin Jefferson. Who else needs to step up for them? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The inaugural XFL Championship game is Saturday, May 13th. The Arlington Renegades square off against the D.C. Defenders at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. Minnesota Vikings won the NFC North last season going 13-4, but questions still remain about quarterback Kirk Cousins. Despite a great overall year for the team, Cousins posted average numbers, ranking 23rd in total QBR, 16th in touchdown-to-interception ratio, and 15th in yards per attempt. Cousins entering the final year of his contract this season was asked today if there was anywhere else he wanted to play in the future. Here's what he said. No, I want to be Minnesota. Yeah, that's kind of a no-brainer. So uh, hopefully, you know, we can earn the right, you know, to do that. And I've always said that when I say I would like to be in Minnesota. You don't, you know, there's a lot of things I'd like to have. You know, you got to go earn it. So 
uh, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. RC, we mentioned Vikings 13-4, and four, but got knocked out of the playoffs by the Giants. What needs to improve in Minnesota for them to make a deeper run this year? You know, when you have a guy like Justin Jefferson, it's easy to rely on him in the big clutch moments of football games to come up with these plays. But where is Kirk Cousins going to find those answers when Justin Jefferson is doubled or when coverage is leaned his way? You have guys like Hawkinson, K.J. Osborne, obviously Dalvin Cook, as long as he's there when the season starts. And you added Jordan Addison. How is Kirk going to elevate his game? You mentioned him going into the last year of his con contract. I would think that would be different if you cannot throw the ball short of the first down marker on fourth down against the New York Giants in the wild card weekend. There are so many things that this offense has to improve on but one is finding that secondary compliment to Justin Jefferson in those gotta have it moments and Kirk Cousins stepping up to the plate and being the quarterback that can deliver those things. Fair questions about the offense that big bang that everyone heard was my question about their defense. Uh, it, it is very much so yeah. what we do versus what we have. They have a new defensive coordinator Brian mm -hmm. Flores who comes over from his time in Miami previously last year in Pittsburgh. This is a defense that was really, really bad last year, but it was a zone-centric defense. Flores is an aggressive, pressure, man-based coach. And so I actually wanted to ask you, RC, I'm glad you're on with me. Like, yep. are they built to play this style of defense with some of the youth they have in the secondary? Like, when I think, RC, like, pressure you know what? and man coverage, the only guy that's like got a decent amount of experience is Harrison Smith, who plays safety. Everyone else is a relatively young corner. Are they capable of running this system? Well, you know what? I don't necessarily believe they are, and I don't think you want to put Harrison Smith, who is so good when he can see the football, in positions to be a man-to-man -man yeah. where you're taking away one of his greatest attributes. You go out and you get Byron Murphy Jr. from the Arizona Cardinals, who is a guy that can play man, but he's also so adept in zone coverages. So I believe Brian Flores is going to have to be able to move in between both zone and man pressures and figure out ways to kind of be a hybrid of what what he loves to do and also what his players are capable or best at doing. Mm, it's a okay. big job for Flores. The Vikings defense really struggled last year. But Adam, I had one more question about the offense. Dalvin Cook was a guy we've heard a lot about this offseason as a potential, you know, right. potentially on the move, either traded mm -hmm. uh, or cut. What do you have on Dalvin Cook? Dan, that talk has not gone away. It just continues to persist out there. Speculation regarding Dalvin Cook's future in Minnesota. I think it's fair to say it's in question right now at the very least. We don't know how and when this situation will be resolved, but I think it's fair to wonder whether or not he will be playing running back for the Minnesota Vikings this season. He's got, obviously right now, three years left on his contract, a lot of money left on that deal, had off-season surgery on that torn labrum in his shoulder, which has been bothering him in recent years, wanted to get it fixed. And I think there's some real question as to whether or not he will be in Minnesota this upcoming season. Dalvin Cook is one of only two players in the league to rush for 1,000 yards in each of the last four seasons. Do you know who the other one is? What is this? Hembo? Come um, on. Uh, Derrick Henry. No, it's Nick Chubb. That was a good guess, though. How is it not Derrick Henry? Yeah, he got hurt. He missed go. a half a year. Oh, that's right. Still to come on NFL Live, the Chargers add another <laughs> weapon in Quentin Johnson to their already stacked wide receiver room. You don't want to miss why Dan O says this L.A. offense reminds him of Recess. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac 
weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. New on NFL Live, Adam Schefter. We've talked a lot about the Packers' uh, uh, old quarterback. What do you got on their new one? Well, Dan, we knew yesterday that Jordan Love had reached agreement on a new deal, essentially that will tie him to the Green Bay Packers through the 2024 season. And today, he officially signed it. So Jordan Love now in Green Bay for at least the next two seasons. And if obviously it plays up the way that they think, it'll be a whole lot more than that. Yeah, no pressure there, Jordan. Just got to succeed Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and you'll be uh, just fine. Hey, it is, as we mentioned, wideout Wednesday here on NFL Live. Let's go, Brett. We now shine the spotlight on Chargers first-rounder Quentin Johnston. Garcia, break it down for us, please. Listen, this is what I love about Quentin Johnson. He's going to a place with a quarterback in Justin Herbert that is not scared to throw the football into coverage, and he makes those sort of catches. Watch, he's going to press inside leverage here and then get to the go ball. This ball is going to be drastically underthrown, but it doesn't matter. He uses his big body, comes back to the football, secures the catch, and I love this part. Breaks the tackle and gets it to the end zone. These are the type of big-time catches that you need when you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert. Now, watch this play. It's the flea flicker, but the flea didn't really flick. He was double coverage. We still Ooh. throw it in the one-handed grab. We see Justin Herbert get outside the pocket and push the football down the field. This is a play right here that can ingratiate you with your young quarterback to make him want to get the football to you. And here's a play that I love. Can he play through contact? He's going to get the man-to-man coverage and get to the end zone by stacking the corner Back. The corner is going to grab his shirt, literally pulling on him. Watch him get his feet down, keep concentration on the ball, and look where this ball drops in and the way that Quentin Johnson follows it all the way into his hands. When you think about Keenan Allen, when you think about Williams and what they do for Justin Herbert, this is exactly the type of guy you want and the way Kellen Moore can now utilize him to push the ball down the field. Another dynamic target potentially for Justin Herbert in addition to, uh, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. The Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert, I mentioned, has excelled through his first three seasons, particularly on plays outside the pocket, off play action, and on throws 15 or more yards downfield. In each of those situations, Justin Herbert ranks top six in QBR. However, the Chargers haven't always taken advantage of Herbert's deep passing. He ranks 28 in percentage of attempts uh, 15 plus yards downfield. So, uh, new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, who RC mentioned, was asked earlier today about working with Justin Herbert. He's just really detailed, really diligent with his work. Uh, he's really just been awesome just to collaborate and kind of make sure as we go through this process that uh, we don't lose anything as we go through a transition. I think that's one, one big part of this thing is. Uh, 
there's been a lot of success. Justin's had a lot of success his first few years, and we want to make sure we build off of that and not uh, not start from scratch. Dano, how do they build off of that? Continue to throw the ball deep from his rookie year. I mean, last year they just didn't do yeah. it enough. This is where I throw a little shade at RC's best friend, not my best friend, Marcus Spears. When they drafted Quentin Johnson, Marcus was like, <laughs> man, I wanted them to get a guy with maybe get the ball in his hands so he could throw the ball five yards downfield. Like, they, they, they have a quarterback that can make these big explosive plays. And all those clips that RC just showed from Quentin Johnson, what were they? Big throws down the field. And I saw a guy that made some tough catches. Here's the, like, the truth of trying to make big plays in football. You either scheme up these unique play actions to create voids, like RC would know about that, or you just have guys that you create these one-on-ones yep. for. And you say, like in recess, my guy better than your guy. I'm going to give you a chance to go make the catch. I'll give you the opportunity. You go make it. And oftentimes, like their physical ability is the difference maker. You're six foot five, 210 pounds. You're more often than not, if you have decent ball skills, going to go make that catch. So I do think that this is the proper addition for this offense, and it gives them two big-bodied playmaking receivers that Herbert can kind of give those one-on-ones. I would say this, RC. If I was Kellen Moore, I think the big key is how many different ways can I get him free off the line of scrimmage? Mm. Because he's so big and long, yep. maybe not as quick at the line, I want him to get full speed as quickly as possible to allow Herbert to launch some of those big plays down the field. Yeah, I think the thing that Kellen's going to have to think about also is who becomes your move guy? Right? Is it Keenan Allen, who is yeah. so great off of the football, so great at manipulating press coverage? I think that he's someone that you can put on the ball and then allow Quentin Johnston to be your move guy, be right. kind of that Z that you free up in the press coverage. But you got to think now, if you're defensive, you have to figure out who you're going to double cover, where you're going to slide coverage to. And that's why the run game is also a big thing. Sure. Think about how much Mike McCarthy spoke. Run, 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 run. It's not about forcing the run. It's about being willing to run, running at the right time, right. and running effectively so you can open up the play-action pass for a guy like Justin Herbert that we've seen make Every single throw you can make on a football field, just not be given the opportunity to do it often enough. Right. And that's what Kellen Moore is going to be charged with. When the Chargers run the ball, it is with Austin Eckler. And Adam, uh, he's been unhappy about his contract. Asked the team earlier this offseason to trade him. What's the update on Austin Eckler? Well, a situation where he didn't get the trade that he wanted during the draft or during the offseason still hasn't gotten the contract that he wanted. And it's one of those issues that just continues to sit out there, a lingering issue that the Chargers have to address. We do expect at some point this offseason that they're going to sign their quarterback, Justin Herbert, mm -hmm. to a long-term extension. But Austin Eckler is headed into the last year of his contract. He already was given permission to seek a trade. Not easy to find a team that wants to pay a running back the money that he believes he's worth and clearly has proven he's worth over his time there in Los Angeles. But the fact is, that is a lingering issue that still has to be addressed one way or another, Dan. Eckler has 38 scrimmage touchdowns over the last two years. That's the most in the league, Dan Orlovsky, by 12. 12 more wow. than any other player. Hey, time now for That's one more lot. thing before we go. Jason Kelsey had to shave after he lost the Super Bowl bet to his brother Travis. Uh, here's his daughter's reaction to what he looked like after paying off the bet. My wife, the brain is gone. Why is my hair gone? <laughs> yeah. I lost a bet to Uncle Travis and he cut it off. He cut it off? He cut my hair off. <laughs> it's not nice.
Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, you have to get new hair. <laughs> I do have to get new hair. Yeah, you can, you can get pink hair. Pink hair? Yeah. All right, uh, hopefully it grows back pink. Pink and cut your skin. No, we're not cutting that. <laughs> no, get pink hair for me. I like the look on her face. She's like, oh, yeah, that sounds like Uncle Travis. <laughs> Anyone who's That's got a kind daughter of thing he would do. loves that. Right? <laughs> Anyone who's got a daughter just loves that. Man, That's good by Kelsey, That is man. so yep. good, That's man. good dad stuff. That is so good. I like hopefully it grows back pink. I thought that was a pretty yeah, good yeah. answer there. you got to get new hair. <laughs> Thanks for watching NFL Live. We are back tomorrow. Take care.